Welcome, welcome. We are live for another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go over the headline articles of the week. I give you my thoughts with what is happening in the Bay Area real estate market. We take a look at some of the data as well, so you can see for yourself what is actually happening from a week-by-week -week perspective of the different counties in the Bay Area. And of course, this is a live stream. So if you have any questions, any thoughts, please reach out at any time. If you're watching this live on social media, on the YouTube channel, be sure to hit that like button and share with other people. A lot of people will greatly appreciate these insights with what is actually happening. First and foremost, let's go over the news of the week. Bay Area home wealth surges during COVID-19. Home equity reaches record levels for those who can afford it. Quite frankly, most people and most of you can afford a property. The question is, it's not about affordability. It's about whether you mentally want to make the move or not. Um, the It's incredible to see just the amount of income people are making these days. But for some reason, some people have this thing in their mind, oh, it's XYZ cheaper at another area that is unrelated to the Bay Area. And then they, they may decide to keep renting as if renting was ever a good option over a long period. And you can see like for those also that have been waiting for like forbearance, oh, if forbearance happened again, the market will melt down. I'm gonna buy things at a discount. Understand how forbearance happens. Forbearance happens because the value of the home is lower than what they can, the, how much how much equity they have in their home is lower than the, what the home is worth. So for example, the reason what happened in 2008, 2009 is because a lot of people were buying with 0% down negative, uh, negative value valuations. So any even small change in the market, they were already underwater. But if you look at it now, you can't even do that. The minimum is like 10% down for a home over $850,000. And what's also even more important is that how much equity do people typically have? Look at these numbers. They are absolutely incredible. From March 2020 to June 2021, all Bay Area counties except San Francisco, because San Francisco, because of condos, saw gains in households reaching an equity-rich threshold. Contra Costa, 43% to 57% equity. Alameda, 58 to 66%. Santa Clara, 70% equity in their home. San Mateo County, 74% equity in their home. Like these are crazy amounts of figures, way higher than the US average of 34%. So think about that, right? It's very important to understand like a lot of people are very, they're not leveraged at all. They're nowhere even close to being that. Even if it declined 50%, they would still have equity in their house, right? Which is not the same versus other places outside the outside the uh, Bay Area. So it is very important for people to understand that. Unfortunately, you know, some people have always talked about also timing the market. Now, if you look at the increases in the gains, and here's a quick sneak peek, look at what happened in San Mateo County for the beginning of the year, right? It's been a, a tremendous increase in the beginning. So even if you bought any time during the winter time of last year, you actually would have gained 25 to 30% within a year, actually within six months. So a lot of that gain is recent. However, there is light at the end of the tunnel for those that are still actively buying. It has declined and we'll go over that at the end. But either way, I want people to understand from this, there's a tremendous amount of equity that is in people's homes. So there's not much distress for most people. And for you to bank on being distressed, 
you're going to have to be banking on a massive correction, bigger than the last recession, which was due to a real estate caused bubble. So something to be mindful of for those that are waiting and hoping for that opportunity. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been tremendous. Um, it's it's amazing. Uh, a lot of my clients that have bought over the year, in the last two years, have uh, certainly thanked me for convincing them to spend that extra $10,000 to win that home. And, uh, and, and now they're able to afford where they wouldn't have been able to afford before. So congratulations to them. And it doesn't mean it's, it won't happen again. It's just something to be mindful of when people are, you know, evaluating what they, whether they want to buy uh, or sell in the Bay area. Next Palo Alto moving forward with short-term housing project for homeless near the Baylands. This site is modeled on a similar transitional housing project in Mountain View. Well, this is a first. You don't see too many of this happening in Palo Alto. Palo Alto is one of the most expensive places in the Bay Area. I just did a video shoot. So tune in on that. That's going to be coming up in the next few couple of weeks about the lifestyle in Palo Alto. But while Palo Alto, for the most part, does not have any land available, that depends where. If you notice on the Baylands, which is mostly where there's like um, commercial space, industrial space, and also um, the just where, where a lot of companies are based, which is closer to the bay. So you can see like, if you've ever been to like Shoreline Golf, just go there, you'll see like there's a few spots there. And so that may be a good opportunity where it's far enough from the people. I mean, it's literally across 101. So it's far enough from the people uh, that live in these very expensive areas, um, yet it still handles and be able to, you know, support the homeless population. So Looks like they'll be building 240 doors. I think this is the same provider, HomeKey, um, that had built the Mountain View one. So the Mountain View one, whether you like it or not, has been, you know, pretty good. Has, hasn't been too many negative press about it. Um, whether your whatever your opinion is of of homeless uh, of housing homeless uh, individuals. So it's been a pretty good project, and so it's good to see these cities that you know have done very, very well, uh, give back and help those in need for transitional housing. Next, COVID offices, big South Bay tech hubs are prepped for the coronavirus era. San Jose, Palo Alto office hubs get wide ranging health and green upgrades. So for many of, the, you, of you that know, um, big tech has continued to expand like crazy. And they have actually done a lot better in terms of, in terms of, their clients wanting to expand in the South Bay. Now, they don't have as much success. Like commercial real estate is not doing very well in San Francisco, which is a different story. But in the South Bay, they have done very well. So as you can see, Hudson Pacific's tenants in California and other parts of the West Coast include Google, Netflix, Nutanix, Ride Games, Qualcomm, Salesforce, Amazon Square, Dell, and Uber. And, you know, most of these companies, outside of thing really Salesforce, Salesforce is kind of interesting. It's um, I'll make a comment momentarily, but all these other ones, they are very big at having people return back to the office. Now, that time is at the moment not a, a guarantee of whether it's October or for January, but for the most part, they have been continuing to build up space for a while. Uh, I, have, uh, I know some people that work at Riot Games. Yeah, they've been in the office a couple of days a week already. Uh, in out in LA, and they have beautiful offices. So a lot of these areas that really take value as to the condition of the uh, conditions of these um, offices, and want people to back for the collaboration, are working with these 
landlords to redesign the space to make it a lot more open, a, uh, a lot more green, um, uh, this environment altogether. Now, at the same time, that's been a trend that's been happening already throughout the years. As you may have known and seen, like that, that movement was already happening. It just really got accelerated. That's the main difference. It's got accelerated in terms of this is now more of a critical need before it was a nice to have. So you'll see a lot of these changes happening in these communities, which is really cool. Back back when I was in uh, corporate real estate, you know, the, the goal for everyone was how do we cram more people into a space? So you saw the square foot uh, per employee continue to shrink as the years went on. And now you have to kind of the reverse. Now it's not even a metric, which is uh, shows how things have swung the other way on the pendulum. Now it's more about wellness, lifestyle, making it open, and also certainly making it as safe as possible. Housing Tower could sprout near Google's downtown San Jose village. Hundreds of homes and ground floor retail are slated for sight of an old car wash. You're going to see a lot of this. So all of these old kind of commercial space, um, or it could be, in this case, a car wash uh, station, is going to be transformed, right? Because, you know, if you think about the use, I mean, the use of a car wash, not, not only are we in a drought, um, but in general, you know, that's probably not the best use of that space. Now, at the same time, whoever owned that land, which could be that car wash owner, can clearly make a ton of money. I think this site was bought for $9.5 million for that land. So what's always pretty funny and it's always a good story when it comes to these high-density type of areas is that um, these spaces, a lot of these, a lot of owners, like those old, you know, old business owners that old have these, you know, uh, businesses that you may not think are worth that much. A lot of them actually own the land itself. And because they own the land and now with all the developments happening, it's been an incredible uh, change in terms of the value of that land. You know, you value as a car wash, it's worth X dollar amount. You value it as a 400 unit building. That's a completely different dollar amount too. So don't be surprised to see a lot of these developments happening and continue to sprout all across uh, the Bay Area uh, as there is a clear, clear, clear need of more housing and there's a big opportunity for them. Now, I usually don't cover um, kind of fundraising events or um, I get froze there. I usually don't cover uh, fundraising events. Uh, however, there are different tech companies that I always want to talk about and highlight in case if it's applicable for the Bay Area um, or just in general for people to know about. There is a company called Divi Homes that hit $2 billion valuation after latest funding round. Has huge VCs uh, that support it, support this company. Andreessen Horowitz, GGV Capital, Looks like that's a, a Singapore um, endowment. So it's pretty incredible as to what they have done. Now, what they do is their model is that the company itself, Divi, would purchase the home. They would then rent it back to the interested party for up to three years when they built equity, credit, and savings, and then sell it to them. Really, really interesting model. It's, um, you know, a lot of these companies, the truth of the matter is, None of these things are unique. Now, they may be unique to certain areas, like the Bay Area, this doesn't happen, and they're not in the Bay Area. But for example, they call it like a lease to own. 
a lot of places outside of the Bay Area that are not as fast and, and for various different reasons have that option, a lease to own model. So a lot of these concepts are not unique. They've always been there. Now, what these companies have done is they poured a ton of money into this kind of business model. Um, it's super hot these days. Prop tech is one of the hottest markets, as you may see in general. So tons of money being poured in. How, how good the business model is, who knows and who cares for all of these companies. But it, it certainly opens up the ability for individuals to get into the journey into home ownership earlier. Now, um, and at the same time, because they're raising so much capital and they're losing a lot of money altogether, they're going to be able to, to really gain, all, they're going to shrink their margins and they'll be able to help more people than if it was a for-profit thing, which would have been on an individual basis. You see this now with Divi Homes. You saw it previously with Open Door going public. You saw the Zillow, you know, um, you saw Zillow going to home buying themselves. You see Redfin, the same thing, right? That that game was like basically a flipper on steroids with no care of money. That was that game before. Now you have the uh, lease to own model raising a ton of money. And there will be other companies that, that do this. Now, keep in mind, this is not available in the Bay Area. I don't think it will be available, quite frankly, for a very long time. But it's in, I think, like 13 markets right now. Very similar markets to how like Open Door and these other companies have got started. A lot of those areas are, you know, price ranges, maybe between two hundred dollars to $600,000. They're also uh, more cookie cutter because they build a lot more homes. So it's a lot more, it's a lot easier to predict prices because there's so many different uh, similar properties uh, to that home. So uh, very interesting news. I think this will continue to do well. Uh, and continue to, you know, I mean, especially with these investors, I mean, these investors have done phenomenally well, have a very good track record. So I think kudos to them, but it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Last but not least, let's take a look at the data itself. So as you can see, this is San Mateo County. San Mateo County, 179 new listings this week, 180 continued pending. So the velocity is still very fast. Right, the days on market is still very, very uh, strong now. But look at what has happened with prices. I mean, this has been a pretty big decline in the last two months. It's actually already lower than it, what it has been in the May, April time frame. It will be interesting to see what happens. I suspect that it will likely level off, but we will see. Um, so really interesting change of events happening in San Mateo County. But if you look at condos and townhomes, different results. Right, condos and townhomes have actually hit you know, a year high, right? This is higher than it was in the last few months. Something to be mindful of depending on it. Now it could be a combination. This has been one of the steepest run-ups in all the Bay Area. If you compare like January to June, that was a over $500,000 increase. That's a 30, that's more, that's a 31% increase um, in the first six months. So perhaps people have started giving up that's very likely to be the case. Some people have given up to either buy in other areas or in this case, buy a condo and townhome instead. Take a look at Santa Clara County. You can see number of new listings, still a very high amount, 520 new listings a week, 413 gone contingent pending. You can see the figures has increased from the previous week as I had uh, predicted that it would be. 
It's still lower than it was in July. I think it would slowly creep up. I've gotten in contract with a few in Santa Clara County. And uh, I suspect September is going to be higher than what it is now, given what I know those went pending for. But either way, it's still declined over the highs. So very, very good opportunity for those that are still in the market to have a little bit less pressure on prices, but also much less of an appraisal risk. You can see condos and townhomes, though, it's been relatively flat through the last five months. Nothing crazy, good or bad. So pretty predictable when it comes to condos and townhomes in Santa Clara County. Let's take a look at Alameda County. Alameda County, 572 new listings. This is a pretty high amount relative to the previous weeks. You can see the results here. Very, very similar. I mean, it's been very predictable in the last five months. Flatlined, right? Very few that are that consistent. It just shows there's plenty of people still wanting to buy there. It shows there's not enough, you know, uh, desperate people to overbid. So it's been predictable. And if you look at condos and townhomes, slight decline versus July, but it hasn't changed a whole lot. So Alameda County, the benefit right now is that it's very predictable versus based off of what other homes have sold for in the last few months. It's pretty easy. You don't have to factor in a decline or, or increase. Um, this I'll have to update. I think we did this incorrectly. So I'll update the San Francisco figures. These numbers are incorrect. Um, and then lastly, we'll wrap up with Contra Costa County. Contra Costa County has had a several months of decline. You can see for the most part, as people have wanted to get back to the office, um, back to the job locations, the June figures were some of the hottest times, um, but not in Contra Costa. Contra Costa was May was the hottest time. And you can see several months of decline. It'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward here as well. And if you take a look at the condos and townhomes, a little bit different story, right? It's actually somewhat comparable. So it could be a combination of people have given up of single family there. So instead bought a condo and townhome instead. Um, that seems to be the case as it's been relatively flat over the last few months. So that's about it for this week. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of our weekly Friday market update. We are not going to have a show next week because I'm going to be in Kauai. So no show next week. However, of course, if you or anyone you know has any questions about the market, please be sure to reach out to me directly. I would love to help you on your home buying, selling, or investing journey. And feel free to share this with your friends. I think a lot of people will want to understand what is actually happening on a week-by-week -week basis and scratch off all the news of, you know, the market is insane, the market is on fire, all this kind of BS. You can see clearly the prices have declined. You can see clearly it's very predictable. So you can argue that there has not been a better time to buy in the last seven, eight months. You can see that very clearly there. Thank you for tuning in and appreciate the wishes. And I'll see you guys at the next one. Bye now.